The following content contains 60% nigotry. Consume at your own risk. Start the show. We, yeah, we've actually gone up about 10% nicotine. That number seems a little low. Uh, <laughs> I think we got to work on that. I, I, I think it's because I think it's because we've been doing this remotely and, and the libations have not been, you know, like on full tappage like they had been. So that's true. That's true. We, we've been a little low in the nicotine. Uh I can tell you right now, this is a pretty full cup of crown vanilla. So that's going to stop. <laughs> um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. You're black ass cheat cheat for the week of foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am D Randall doing I, doing what I can to increase the uh, the niggatry ratio here myself. Um, taking any suggestions from the audience. Thank you. Oh, we uh, well okay. We yeah we can start taking audience suggestions. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start posting that. How can we uh? Increase the nigotry during this uh, <laughs> COVID era, because um, I just I just don't have as many I don't have as many like encounters with, for lack of a better term, niggas, and I, I feel like I'm losing my edge sometimes. Like I feel like I'm becoming a respectable citizen now. Um, I'm oh. behaving myself. What's going on? Let me tell you something. The day I become a respectable citizen. Um, Y'all better hope not, because this show is over. <laughs> I, that can't ever happen. I, um, I find myself not getting angry every day. What is that? That's true. I haven't been angry. I haven't been angry, angry in quite some time. Like even even social media, um, I have been a lot less angry. You haven't told anyone to suck your dick like in like a month. It seems on the oh, show. That's gonna change today. Oh, okay. Uh, we uh, just looking at this outline. That is definitely going to change today. <laughs> um, episode eighty-five. Ocho Cinco. Oh man, we're getting up there. We're we're. This is a golden years. I mean, if uh, eighty-five episodes, bro. Yeah, if, if this podcast was at age, <clears throat> it would be dying in a nursing home right now. Too soon. Oh, too soon. Insensitive. Too soon, and sir. insensitive. And insensitive. Sir. Sir. <laughs> sir, please. Um, how's your week, man? Uh I could I could basically do a clone stamp of last week and and say that this week is the exact same. Like the days all run together at this point. Um I'm still staying away from news. I am still Avoiding people, for the most part. Right, uh, right. I'm getting a little, getting a little stir crazy at times. Getting a little bit of cabin fever, but then I realized if everything was open, I still would not go anywhere. So it's same. Just, it's just the 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 illusion of choice that uh, that's a whole different motivation. How about yourself? Uh, not bad. I think I'm getting a little spoiled on the uh, isolation. Just because 
my my old coworkers at uh, Half Price put together a little group chat, and they got in the group chat, and everybody's cutting up and catching up on how everybody was doing. And then they were like, "Oh, we're about to do a Zoom meeting," hmm. and I looked over, and I went right back to playing Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I went right back to play a Call of Duty and Final Fantasy, and it's not that I don't miss the motherfuckers, but I've just gotten spoiled on all the isolation and just not having people talking to me. And they and they know they've worked with me. They know I don't like people talking to me. <laughs> you know, so they understand. I think that's what friendship is really all about. Friendship is knowing not to when not to talk to people. Precisely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's about small talk and then keeping it moving. I yes. And and if there was it if if there was ever a kryptonite, like if I if I were a superhero, my kryptonite would definitely be small talk. Ugh. Yes. Any any elevated conversation, kill me. I have I I have literally run away, run, not walk, run, <laughs> conversation that was steeped in small talk. Yikes! It's probably a um, white, probably a white person. It was definitely a white person, and they they just they just I just I I was ready to give them that L. They just have a fucked up story to tell for the rest of their life. Um, we got a great show. We always have a great show. We have eighty four great shows to prove it. Yes. Um, uh, flowers. All again. Always want to give flowers while you're here. Yep. Uh, flowers go to Lizzo. Oh. Um, flowers go to Lizzo because you know she's still out there being naked on Instagram, and I just appreciate her for the fact that she's still naked on Instagram, and people are still fat shaming her, and she is still telling them to eat a dick. Yes. That's- With no shame in her heart. At some point, people are going to stop body shaming. It, 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 it's one of the things that quite literally has nothing to do with you. Quite literally has nothing to do with you. Uh, the condition of someone else's body, the appearance of someone else's body, literally has no effect on anything in your life whatsoever. And the people that hate Lizzo being naked all the time, follow Lizzo. Quit following her then. Quit following her. More for me. I have yet to get tired of Lizzo being naked. This probably has... Now, now, to be fair, part of this has to do with the fact that I am indeed sexually attracted to Lizzo. Um, as a matter of fact, last night this movie was on, uh, this, this Jennifer Lopez movie, Hustlers. Okay. And I was told that Cardi B and Lizzo were going to be in this movie. Cardi B and Lizzo were not in this movie very long. <laughs> I felt cheated because I got to watch them. I had to watch like 45 minutes of a movie about Jennifer Lopez getting Kiki Palmer and some young girls to drug men and steal all their money. Jennifer Lopez was fine, though. Jennifer Lopez is looking mad good. I have to, now I will say that. Um, she would not have to drug me. 
I would be fine getting finessed by Jennifer Lopez. Uh, by the way, her and A-Rod have discovered TikTok. Yes. Her, A-Rod, and I guess Jennifer Lopez's daughter? I don't know how to I don't know how the family dynamic there works. Uh one of their daughters. Um they've discovered TikTok and they are hilarious. I, I love that A-Rod is just down for whatever she wants to do. I mean, that ass though. This is true. I mean, that everything. Because let me tell you something. A-Rod looks like he don't he doesn't know a lot about anything but A, baseball, and B, laying the pipe to Jennifer Lopez. Yes. That's the kind of that's the kind of boyfriend, the kind of husband that I aspire to be. I support you in all things. I don't have to know shit about shit. But knocking the bottom out of that. That's it. Hey, you know. That's the kind of man. That's the kind of significant other I want to be. They both got enough money and they both been in enough previous relationships to be like, man, on the cool. We just, we just here to do what we what we here to do. That's true. I agree. I agree. They've they've definitely been in and out of a lot of situations to where I think that's the advantage of being grown and getting into a relationship is that you can skip a lot of the bullshit. Yep. Um, so more power to them and more power to Lizzo, more importantly. Um, um, just keep doing your thing. Keep having your ass out. That's that's really where it's at. I mean, just just be you, and continue to not worry about what the fuck people think. I agree, and and it's more obvious because there are way less naked people on Instagram. Like Ashanti wears way less clothes than Lizzo, <clears throat> and I definitely have no problem with that. Nor do I. I also have no problem with Lizzo having no clothes. Um. So. Uh, shout out to all of them. Uh, shout out to all the half naked IG people. And fully um, naked. And fully naked. Don't discriminate. Keep the keep the keep the OnlyFans links popping. <laughs> uh, Johnny Blaze lower the price a little bit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. One of one of one of our longtime listeners asked me last week how many OnlyFans accounts you subscribe to. I explained to them that that is privileged information. If you don't, <laughs> and also as a as a growing ass man, I'm not gonna ask another man, hey man, hey dog, <laughs> how many of them OnlyFans you got? Somebody asked you how many how many OnlyFans I subscribe to? Yes. Um. Again, it's not a question that you have to answer unless you choose. To. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I just I steered away from the answer. I don't know the answer. But I was just correct, like, the correct answer, faithful listener. Thank you for listening. Is mind your business. Good answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm sure there's an addendum uh, to that. Like, pass me any good ones that you might know of. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. If I come across something, I will let you know. But no, I'm not. I know I'm not divulging my whole news feed on OnlyFans. <laughs> um. Uh, humans ain't shit this week. Um, 
Humanization Act falls around Chadwick Boseman. Uh, we didn't get to we didn't get to cover this uh, last week, so we're covering it today. Okay. Um. So Chadwick Boseman um, donated a ton of money to uh, a ton of money, or I think medical supplies, uh, to the COVID effort. And he he did a he did an IG video telling everybody. And it was really, you know, it was very positive telling people to hang in there and shit. And this nigga, and so because Twitter is Twitter and niggas are niggas, the only thing y'all can focus on is that Chadwick Boseman looks a little thin. Yeah, you know, you know how black, how black people are. Now, to be fair, he has lost, he has lost some weight. He looks a little skeletal. The other thing that people have to remember is that Chadwick Boseman is a little guy. Don't let Hollywood fool you. Like, because Hollywood tried to convince people that Tom Cruise was tall for years. And a lot of dudes that y'all fuck with in Hollywood are short. No, not a lot. All. All. All of them are short. The only people I know that are definitely tall in Hollywood is Will Ferrell. Sorry, ladies. Morris Chestnut is only like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, <laughs> I've seen it. Be mad. Is that true? Yeah, he's short. He ain't tall. Oh, shit. I hate to break it to y'all. Oh, wow. So that, oh, so we know Tay Diggs is a bitch. Oh, Tay Diggs. Yeah, Tay Diggs is a, is a whole 5'6". Like there's a lot of there's a lot of shoulder height niggas out there that y'all are finding over. You you know what? And I didn't realize this until I started meeting some of these people in real life. Um, Lil John, I met Lil John. He was mad short, tiny. Um, the one that the one that really blew my mind was when I was when I met Ray J. <laughs> this is during like the One Wish years. Yep, he thought he was unsure. Ray J goes literally up to just underneath underneath my titty. Like Damn. just underneath the nipple. Like <laughs> I saw um Chadwick on Jesus and Miro. Yeah. And he looks smaller than and this is during the Black Panther time. He looks smaller than Jesus. He's a, he's a, he's a, a little dude out of those two. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a he's a he's a petite fellow. Um, I mean, he had to bulk up for Black Panther. He was still skinny. Right. That's probably the most brolic he's ever been. You know. So y'all have to stop. And, and it just goes to show how high the pedestal is that we put these people on. That we are this dismayed when they're small. And so dismayed that we take our eye off the ball and for, and forget the part where they're donating, where this man's donating tons of money and resources to a pandemic. Right. Um, so, yeah, don't let the sensationalism fool you. Don't let the sensationalism get to you. Um, 
these are these are people, these are human beings that um except for the fact that they're super talented at a thing, just like anybody else you would see on the street. Um, I think we've gotten too used to this idea of killing our heroes. And in, another thing is black folks, like I said before, black folks all, they, they don't, they don't like you to lose weight. Man. They don't, you can go, they don't. you can go from 300 down to 250. And they're like, mm, baby, you need to eat something. You only 50, you only 50 pounds overweight, baby. You got to do something about that. Get you an extra plate. Real, Real talk. Um, it, Oh, and, and and that, and the fact that you go over to somebody's house and they feed you, and they they're offended when you only get one serving. And then they and then Big Mom and them start fixing the plate for you. <laughs> and, and and it's enough for three adults to eat. <laughs> oh, baby, you gonna sit there? You eat that whole thing? I don't see clean plates, boys. Mm-hmm. Don't be what you. They're, they're starving kids in Africa. They start to you look know. like you. So yeah, y'all y'all gotta y'all gotta leave Chadwick Boseman alone. It's all there are already rumors floating that he that he might not be doing Black Panther two. I really hope this isn't the case. Um, but well, why why are those rumors there? Like why why would he not? This is a complete aside. Like why would he not? Why would he not? I, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm surprised they signed him for a Black Panther too, because he really did look he he looked sick of us after about <laughs> month six. Yeah, like by the end of the summer, he looked sick of us. Like nigga at Trader Joe's, like man, can I get this the the spicy sweet? Mo- okay, goddamn Wakanda forever, shit. Yeah, just the the spicy <laughs> the spicy sweet mustard, man. Yeah, man, no. It's not a real place, bro. Yeah, yes, ma'am. We're coming forever, ma'am. Yes, thank see, you. And, and that, and see, and that's <laughs> the other thing. And this is how we know we can talk a bunch of shit about what we do if we were famous. But at the end of the day, because I'm telling you from my perspective, never having been famous, if uh, if me doing Wakanda forever is the difference between uh, getting extra meat on my Chipotle bowl. I'm gonna be all Black Panther in that bitch. <laughs> I am your king now. <laughs> Real talk, but I have not had to live that life, so I can't talk too much shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, leave Chadwick Boseman alone, y'all, before he really does fuck around. I give us a Black Panther too, and we and we have to and y'all be ready to jump this man for betraying the race. Um. Song of the week. Uh, last last week was a little hip hop. I thought I was gonna do a little more hip hop this week, but I found uh, this bomb ass song by an artist named Genevieve. That's Genevieve with a J. Uh, the song's called Baby Powder. Uh, so go ahead, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're gonna have a fun show. Uh, we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Truth. Not like these girls on the loose I 
Baby Powder by Genevieve. That's a nice little slow jam. Nice little, nice little funky joint, man. That's 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 gonna fit right in for the summer. I like that. How old do I sound saying funky joint? That's <laughs> that's a stone cold groove, baby. It's it's all coming. See, I don't even worry about it anymore. It's all coming back. It's yeah. all coming back. Um. By the way, if you enjoyed Baby Powder by Genevieve or any of the other songs you have heard um, listening to Opinions While Black and you are a Spotify listener, go ahead, go to your search engine and type in Opinions While Black featured music. And it's a playlist curated by myself mm. uh, featuring all of our songs of the week. Um, we've got um, we've got anything from uh, Madison McFerrin, who retweeted us. Shout us out. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Uh, welcome to Team Oz. We've got uh, Summer Walker. We got Lucky Day. Um, we got uh, Radio Galaxy, yep. uh, an, Ill, an ill-mannered media entity. Uh, SZA, all that shit. Um, so definitely subscribe. We update it every week. Um, and uh, enjoy. 
Uh, what else? We let's see. What else we got? What we, what we got going on in the news? Uh, oh, French Montana versus Young Thug. <sighs> These are names that people actually use. So, first of all, let me just say, Fresh Montana has already gone on gone on record and said and said the the telltale sign of when you definitely have a beef. Uh, I don't have any beef with Young Thug. There's no beef. He has a beef with me. <laughs> Whenever someone says you have beef with me, y'all got beef. Both, exactly, <laughs> both of y'all. Um, uh, Q-Tip said that he didn't have a beef with Fife, that Fife had a beef with him and that was pretty much the end of the Tribe Call Quest yeah I'm just saying I'm just saying Michael Rappaport made up a lot of shit that wasn't part of it um but so French and Young Thug now they've had they've had exchanges on Twitter at least one of them. Now, let me get the stupid one out of the way. The stupid exchange on Twitter was because, or was our was it IG? Was basically because French Montana said that he had more that he would battle Kendrick Lamar, that he had more hits than Kendrick. Wait, Kendrick Taylor, <laughs> Kendrick Abernathy. Is he talking about Kendrick Lamar Duckworth? Okay. Um, Duckworth. Okay. Hmm. French Montana. More hits than Kendrick Lamar. And Young Thug roasted his ass and told him straight up, no, you're not that nice, nigga. Chill out. Now, the other part of this beef, this is kind of understandable part of this beef. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, I don't know if there, I don't know if there was a video filming or what, but Kendrick Lamar, or not not Kendrick Lamar, Fresh Montana was out somewhere, and he saw Young Thug's girl. He did not know this was Young Thug's girl, but he asked a mutual friend, "Who is that?" And she explained that is Young Thug's girl. Knowing this, <laughs> he then approached her and shot his shot. I mean, that's where it gets a little slime ballish. And Young Thug did not appreciate this. And it's basically like, you know, um, that's a bitch move. We're going to come see you. Any nigga in a dress that tells me he's going to come see me, I believe him. 100%. Because he's already wearing a dress. So you, so you know you can't tell him shit. Yeah. Any nigga in a dress, <laughs> I don't fuck with. I don't. I, any nigga in a dress, I don't go out of my way to have a problem with because they're already in a dress, so they already are immune to anything you would have to say about them and dare you to run up on them and fight them. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you see a nigga in a dress just walking around, he, he probably got hands. <laughs> Just being honest, 100%. he got to hundred percent. It was an it was a nigga that I went to that I went to school with uh, in elementary school named Major Johnson. 
Wait, a uh, white dude named Major. Major Johnson? Do what? Was it a white dude named Major Johnson? No, this is a black a- dude. Actually, any, any, anybody whose name is a military ring got to have hands. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Major, this is an elementary school. Major was gay before other kids really understood what gay was. We didn't really understand all the details of what gay was or what it meant, but he, we knew he was it. He was funny. That's what that's the word we used to use. Funny. That was the word we used to use. And we were in a show choir together. Now the nigga could sing his ass off. He was that dude that showed up to every choir audition in his damn uh three piece church Easter Easter suit. And so, and people made a lot of fun of him because you know he had the uh, the I guess you could call it effeminate way of speech. He had to twist when he walked, all that shit. Um, I didn't. Now again, it wasn't none of my business. So you know, I he was just some he was just another nigga. When we started, but when my school started integrating from more black schools, and niggas started showing up that didn't understand that. And we started integrating from some of the other, uh, from some of the more round the way schools, mm-hmm. uh, from niggas who were willing to fight over that shit. Uh, we got to see a side of major we had never seen before. <laughs> and a nigga called him out and called him the F word in gym class. The next day, they were out front where all the where all the parents dropped their kids off. Yeah. They were out front fighting, and Major was throwing hands. Damn. Major was was throwing some tax-free hands and leaving the W-2 underneath this nigga's unconscious body. The Santa Claus (laughs) greeter outside had to pull him apart. (laughs) Ho, 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 stop fighting. I don't get paid enough for this year. Um, I knew from then on the rules that gay niggas, that gay niggas and niggas in dresses have hands. So French might might want to relax. Watch out for them southern niggas, man. I'm just telling you, man. And, and you know, French already French already looks like somebody who sold you a fake G Shock in this time. Sharpstown. So I just he to get his shit together. And Fritz just Fritz just be in weird situations. Like I'm still trying to figure out how he smashed Sanaa Lathan. Let's not talk about that. that that's um, <laughs> that's a dark time in my life. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's also one of the most confusing times of my life because I, I just thought like how look. Look, everybody has a shot now. Everybody has there, there. There are no, there's no in your league anymore. Everybody has a shot. Amber Eric, Rose, Twenty One Savage, fucked Amber Rose. Eric Andre and Rosario Dawson. You know that was the thing. No, no. Corey Booker and Rosario Dawson. <laughs> there are no more. There's no leagues. There's no lanes anymore. Everybody got a shot. So yeah, um, French, stay away from other people's girl. That's grimy. 
and, and but you know what? That's a rapper thing. That's some that's some definite rap shit. A rapper will exchange words with your will exchange words with your girl, just to say he was in the just to say he was near your girl. I know that's your gal, but I'm telling you, it, 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 and social media, it, I I would relax because social media is too extreme for that now. We we got to stop. <laughs> now now that niggas are robbing and killing. And posting it on on Facebook Live, yeah, we got yeah, we got to chill them, y'all, because they'll kill you for much less. And rap beef is kind of corny, especially during the quarantine era, because y'all got to, if y'all ever, if y'all ever got to come to blows, y'all got to keep six feet apart at the same time for social distancing. <laughs> They're just gonna throw shit at each other. That's what they're gonna do. Um, uh, the MJ documentary happened. Now, this now we talked about this ahead of time, and this is a big moment for D. Randall. <sighs> Look, uh, uh, he's been, he's definitely been waiting on this. Eleven-year-old me is just man. This is. This is this man's hero. He has bought. Have you bought maybe every pair of J's? Um, like ever. If Amanda Seals is listening, I also have a passport. <laughs> I, I have. Then um, this this is not this is not bragging. It's just a statement of fact. I've I've purchased considerable <laughs> pairs of uh, Jordans over. You know the time span of 1985 to uh, the year 2020, um, but I also have a passport, so uh, I think I, I think I'm okay. Here we go. That. Um. So the last dance. Yes. Um. The the documentary about the the champion Michael Jordan and the championship Bulls. Yes. 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 Um, I watched. Now I only watched two episodes. There's only two episodes that's been out. Yeah, they they broadcast two episodes. That is correct. Um, um, I thought after the first episode it was going to be a little boring. That is not the case. That's not the case. Because it got lit immediately going into episode two. I, yeah. What, what 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 questions did you have that came out of those episodes? Like I, I know I'm I'm slightly older than you, so like this whole Bulls run was was definitely like that was that was my squad, that was my team, that was the last time that I was really as into any team as I as I could have been. And I know that over the years since there've been a lot of questions that have come about that people are hoping will get answered by this uh, documentary. Okay. So, for one thing, um, I did not know that, you know, Phil Jackson is a legendary coach now because of championship bowls. Yes. And I didn't know that that whole time that they were out there winning, um, the the front office was really trying to get Phil Jackson the fuck up out of there. Yep. Yeah, 1998 was a weird year because... 
again, the Bulls had just come off, well, two years before they'd had the best record ever in the league. Um, and then the year before they'd won their their fifth championship. And going into 1998, it, it, even at the time, and there, remember, there's no social media like we know today. So right, it's just weird when the news cycle started reporting that Bulls management was trying to basically get rid of Phil Jackson. We're like, huh? You've got the best the best team in the world right now in their prime. They they won. They already had one three peat. They're two thirds of the way through another three peat now. And you're talking about getting rid of the coach and the best player on the team who happens to be the best player of all time is like if the coach won't be here, I won't be here. And then the second best player on the team is like, eh, y'all tripping. This is some bullshit. Like, it, it never made sense. It never made sense. And it was it was, it was, was some hoe shit, as we like to call it in the hood, when we can't really describe something. We just say it's hoe shit. Right. Um, but, you know, they, 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 do, they do talk about this over the documentary. And full disclosure, um, I should not reveal my sources, but I have, I may or may not have been able to see the first eight episodes of this uh, documentary. And I will say, pretty much every question that you've ever had, they answer. Every rumor that's ever come up, everything that you heard that was like, man, that didn't happen. They talk about it. And it's every episode gets progressively better than the one before it. And even though, like, someone like me, I already know the story. I follow them religiously. Like, I was obsessed with the 90s Bulls. But it's it's interesting to watch um, an old yellow-eyed dude with a glass of whiskey next to his table, um, using the word motherfucker on ESPN, to describe things that happened back in 98. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... There's a lot let of... me let me go ahead. Let me ask you. Yes. Let me ask you. Um, the, so the the issue of gambling. Mm-hmm. The 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 that Michael Jordan was forced out of the NBA, forced into retirement. They discussed so that supposedly because he was gambling. Is they, that discussed? They discussed that. Yes. Okay. 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 That's my baby. Yeah. Um, I will say that even though I even though I guess he does, I guess he deserved it. They t- Michael Jordan talked so bad about Larry Krause. <laughs> oh, Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause. Turn yeah. To his face. Yes. Let me tell you something. And in that case, I understand. But I think I think the thing that brought I think the thing that brought this into that brought this into clarity for me as a man because I idolized Michael Jordan growing up just like everybody else. Um, but I guess as a man, I was turned off from idolizing sports people in that in that way 
uh, because I feel like I feel like it promoted, particularly basketball and maybe some football. It promoted, in a way, this idea that you can be an ass, or you can be an asshole to people, and do whatever you want as long as you're winning. Because now I understand Mike said some of the things that he said to people out of a out of a out of a drive to win. Uh, man, I had to. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, as as much as much as so you know, um, God bless the dead. As much of a a Kobe hater as I was. Um, and a lot of that was because of the way that he that he came across and his attitude and his arrogance and whatnot. And and knowing that he is a just a direct ghost in the shell clone of Michael Jordan. Um, I feel like this documentary gives you one of the most realistic looks behind the curtain. Um, uh, and, 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 and quite frankly, he and other people on the team are able to discuss his motivation for being the way that he is. And, and honestly, hearing that, hearing that explanation makes a lot of sense, especially if you look at it within the context of how his formative years in the NBA came in the late 80s and having to battle very tough, very physical teams like Detroit and having to develop that mental toughness uh, and going into the 90s where it was still just as tough, if not tougher in a lot of cases. And them having to keep that same mentality in order to stay on top. Because once you're on top, the only way to go is down. The hardest thing to do is to stay on top. But to, to, to hear his explanations and to hear their explanations on, on how they reacted to it and why, it, it put everything in a, in a very understandable perspective for me. I was like, that actually makes absolute sense. For people on the outside who are not, most of us are not in industries that are considered competitive meaning that our our jobs most of our jobs don't involve the concept of wins and losses and being better than other people most of them don't most of them are this is your job this is what you do you need to be good at this function that you do you don't necessarily have to you know you're not working for a championship you're not you know working towards this so there's a whole different mentality that goes into it. I, I I think that from that aspect especially, this is a very, very good documentary. That, And the thing I like about it is that it doesn't just focus on Michael Jordan. Every episode, they, you know, they pull someone and you kind of follow their journey too. So there's like, a, you know, there's a Dennis Rodman episode, which is which is a very good one. Uh, there's a Does Tony Kukoc get an episode? There's a Tony Kukoc episode. Okay, there we go. There's a Phil Jackson episode. So there's, you know, there's the way and the way that they they tie that whole the whole history of the Bulls in the '90s to the 1998 campaign. To me, is just it, it's brilliant storytelling. It's man, and you get to hear, you get to hear people say "motherfucker" on ESPN. Yeah, and I will say. See, uh, episode two was lit for me because it went into Scottie Pippen being an asshole. Yeah. Scottie Pippen wasn't getting paid what he was worth 
or what he felt like he was worth. And from then on, he was just talking cash shit. He just walked around not playing, talking cash shit. Yeah. Everybody, everybody worth anything wishes they could go to their job where they feel like they're not being paid what they're worth and talk cash shit. Yeah. And, and if anybody knows the story of the Bulls, you, you know that that also comes home to roost, especially when, uh, when Tony Kukoc comes into play. But if you don't know, you will. Oh boy! Okay, I'm, well, I'm excited. I see. I, I'm only two episodes in, and I'm excited. So, yeah, uh, I will. I will definitely keep uh, Team Oz abreast as we're watching this. Mm. Um. Uh. So Teddy, Teddy Riley, and Babyface had a rematch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they had to go out and embarrass themselves as old men yet again. Amazing. Uh, mostly Teddy, mostly Teddy Riley embarrassing himself. Um, Teddy Riley. So now they they exchanged hits and they did it a little faster because you know there was not a lot of technical difficulties in the way. So. They clearly they they clearly took the advice of social media <laughs> and just got down to it without a fucking backup band. Specifically, Teddy took the advice of social media. Right. Babyface just changed his jacket without a backup band <laughs> and a, a hype man and a DJ and all that shit. And I'm gonna be honest with you, some of those rounds it didn't help Teddy Riley at all because. He definitely played the show again, and he definitely got the same response on social media that he got the first time. Okay, big deal. Because <laughs> most of the people listening, most of the people that were listening to that shit were not even born for the show. Yeah, that's, that's, that's frightening, because I was in middle school. <laughs> oh, shit. But we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, in my opinion, Babyface got him again. Babyface slept him, not just not just from the hits, but from the but from the overall like vibe, like like the the star of the show was Babyface's unbotheredness. Man, Teddy wouldn't sit his ass down. Man, he kept getting up, fidgeting, <laughs> fool. Couldn't find his charger. Ran out of juice. Like, come on, man! How did not have your phone charged? And nobody back there had a charger. Not a person. There were at least two other adults in that house, actively searching for chargers. You mean not Nan? One. Not Nan. Had if a charger. You, let me tell you something. If you're gonna be in my house, not social distancing, I need you to make yourself useful. Something. Rub you, I need you to be rubbing your hands together and charging my shit with static electricity or something. Or at least make at least make sure my shit is charged before I start. Or something. They they couldn't they must not have been getting paid enough because they didn't seem very invested. (laughs) 
shit making their man look good. That that was that was an embarrassment. And yeah, they were probably trying um, to, they were probably trying to sleep. He in there making all that damn noise. <laughs> um but yeah, I feel like baby faces discography. I mean they both have very good discographies. But Babyface is just on that other level. Yeah. Like he's worked with like Madonna and Eric Clapton and and Tony Braxton and Ryan Carey. And just the list goes on. Yeah. Now Teddy has some now Teddy has some heat. He has some Michael Jackson joints. But what he didn't have was the stories. See, Teddy replaced with Michael Jackson. But then Babyface would come right behind him like, yeah, see, that reminds me of a time where, um, you know, I met Michael Jackson. And actually, Michael Jackson told me, he told me himself, he loved you, Teddy. Um, and I remember one time he, um, you know, he uh, he asked me if I knew Halle Berry. I told him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know Halle Berry. And he asked me for uh, for Halle's phone number. So, you know, my people called her people and we got Halle's phone number. And, uh, you know, the two of them went out on a date. Now, I don't know what they talked about. But I imagine it went something like this. And then this fool goes into the Tony Braxton, you know, right. love should have brought you home for Boomerang. I was like, ah, he was just he was just young boy in him. He, just have just for having Boomerang in the tub. <laughs> Boomerang is one of the greatest soundtracks ever. Yeah, so good. Um, and yeah, it's just hard to it's hard to fuck with somebody who's been around the bend like that. Yeah, I mean he's 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 worked with Stevie Wonder. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It, it, it's hard to compete with that. Yeah. Teddy Riley is definitely an icon of the '90s. Yeah, he, he's an icon of the '90s, but he is—he is. He is um, so he is, yeah, I'm glad. To... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying he's, but he's—he's no, no, no. he's not babyface. You know, I mean, it's just, but and and ultimately, it it it, it only barely matters who won or who lost because yeah, it was a jam session. And honestly, if if both of them were consistent on like the technical terms, I don't think anybody would have cared who won or who lost. But you know, Teddy was just. Teddy was just so out of pocket that people were just like, man, Babyface won this. Like when 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 Teddy's battery went dead and Babyface was like, oh, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and pull out a guitar and uh, let me go ahead and play you my white song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he played the Eric Clapton song, just ling ling ling. It's like, come on, man, Teddy, you lose this, Teddy. Now you know the the new rumor is that there's gonna be like a Diddy and Dr. Dre battle. Diddy and Dr. Dre. Watch, watch Dre have a whole new technology <laughs> set up specifically for that right? shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Diddy, it, it, it depends. It depends on if Diddy gets up and dances. Diddy is definitely going to have to have someone playing the music for him, like someone. Oh, one of his sons or somebody's going to have to press play for him. Absolutely. I, I I feel like he's going to have one of his kids in the background yeah. or something. I I feel like that. Uh, 
Dre is going to have an engineer from like Belgium or some shit queuing that shit up for him remotely. <laughs> Dressed like Daft Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That 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 and and I think this is doing well for the versus brand. Cause they're a brand now. Yeah, Timberland officially trademarked it last week. Oh yeah. So we're gonna so we're gonna see them once once social distancing distancing is over, we're gonna start seeing them at the festivals and shit. Hey, shout out to uh, Pete Rock and DJ Premier doing this uh, 15 years ago, by the way. Um, hey. <laughs> they were actually touring and doing this, so shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Just Blaze and Alchemist doing this at the Rappers I Know unofficial showcase, South by Southwest 2009. Hey. We've been here. Um, so, uh, oh, here's a, here's, a, here's a little up note for us. Michael Che from Saturday Night Live actually paid rent for 160 New Yorkers. Damn. Who can't work during the COVID era. On an um, SNL salary? That, that has got to be at least half of his 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 income. Half of his net worth. is fucking expensive. Shit. Damn, shout out to him. And he only works on SNL, so he can't make that much money. Damn. Um... Or, or I am in the wrong profession, and Lauren Michaels is paying out the ass. I think um, it, I think it's both of those. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely both. Um, uh, but we'll see where this podcasting shit goes. Um, Insecure. Yeah. Uh, Insecure episode two. Three. Uh, shit, three? Is it three? It's three. It's three. Okay. She's getting a little awkward for Lawrence. Damn, man. Stop. Um, now, here, now here was, first of all, let me tell you the thing I liked and the thing I hated about this episode. The thing I liked was the thing that got everybody talking, which was the issue of <clears throat> Issa and uh, the new girl, Condola, Lawrence's girl, discussing Lawrence to kind of get over the awkwardness of their friendship. Uh, this was mad awkward for Lawrence. Yeah, he don't, he, um, don't, he don't want to be there for that. <laughs> well, here's the thing, is that now, it wasn't like they were discussing terribly embarrassing things about Lawrence. Although, we did learn that his, that his real first name is Martin. <laughs> name is Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Ah! <laughs> Uh, these 90s babies, <laughs> man. And and we also learned that Lawrence uh, puts mayo on his fries. That's just uh, not right. so. We so basically we learned that Lawrence is a serial. Wow. Yeah. Um, damn, I can't really fuck with him now. Yeah, man. Ugh. Lawrence is a serial killer, man. Damn it. Well. And so Lawrence and Lawrence did what nobody in their right mind would do and went over to East's apartment to talk to her about it. About them not discussing her. Uh, about them not discussing him. 
um, this was a rookie move. You can't look bothered by it because then you look like you have something to hide. Man, you just he just should not. You just have to let the friendship be destroyed. Just, yeah. Because what's gonna happen? What's I can tell you from experience that two that 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 two people whose friendship only exists because they hate somebody else never last. And, and you never want to be in the room when your when your current jump off and your ex are talking about you. Like just just don't even be in the room, man. Exactly. Exactly. And and. The thing is, I always feel like any friendship that's based around a third party just ain't gonna work. True. This isn't. It's just not gonna work because you always have to be discussing that person, and that's tiresome. Um, meanwhile, um, Molly, as usual, has been fucking up her relationship with the Asian dude. I mean, the Asian dude just want to have a good time and blow her back out. That's Why it. is that so hard? That's it. And, and, and he's go with the flow. He's a nice guy. He treats her right. All he wants to do is go out, get something to eat every now and then, and tear that ass up. Why can't you let him? <laughs> Damn, Molly, shit. Is that too much to ask for? Is that too much to ask? <laughs> have I been dating wrong? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. That's actually in my Tinder profile. <laughs> Just want to have a good time and beat the pussy up. Wow. Um, How's that working out? Um, uh, That's for After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that I did not like about this episode... It's TSA dude. The return of TSA dude. Now, there have been some sexually ridiculous things that happen on Insecure. Yes. Lawrence figuring out how threesomes work. Daniel busting one in the east's eye. Um, <clears throat> this was a little different. So we had to go, we had to suffer through another TSA and Issa sex scene. With TSA dudes ass cheeks clapping. <laughs> and the revelation happens that TSA dude lost the condom. Turns out the condom was stuck in Lisa's pussy. And so we had to suffer through a scene of Issa with a, having a mirror in the bathroom pulling the condom out. And saying to herself, I deserve better than this. That's a good sign. Let me just say. we, Like I said, we've seen some sexually ridiculous things from other parts of the show with uh, other men. But nothing as slapstick and ridiculous as we get from the scene with the plus size guy. And it just goes further to making the plus size guy the silly comic relief throwaway. Yeah. Which this show has never needed because everyone's funny. 
I don't know. Maybe I expect too much of Insecure. Um, but that just that just seems like a lot. Like we can't get a charming, we can't have a charming, good-looking big dude. Not for Issa. No. <laughs> no. And and the one the one dude that people thought was nice for her ended up just straight up ghosting her. So, I guess that's just the you know that's just her curse to deal with. I still feel like we're never gonna get. I feel like we're never gonna get real resolution on that. But I'm still convinced that um, Nathan was just suffering from depression. Pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure. I don't know if we're ever gonna get resolution on that, but I think that's what's happening. Um. But yeah, so I just. I just want less of the ridiculousness of TSA and the fact that a lot of people on Twitter were were uh, advocating her cutting ties with him because he has. Let's see, he had, they said he had two kids along the way. They did not say he he was in a relationship. He definitely had a baby mom. I mean, if that's the case. Nobody's going to be dating nowadays. Which is what? I said, if that's the case. Nobody's going to be dating nowadays. Exactly. It. I mean, to me in my thirties, this looks ridiculous. Like to me in my thirties, if you're gonna date someone seriously, the odds are only increasing that you're gonna be somebody's stepfather. Yep. And then, the, and then, shaming the fact that he works in TSA, the money is the money is green in TSA just like everywhere else. Yep. And during the COVID era, we should just not be job shaming. Like 17% unemployment, the fact this man has a job should be incredible. Knowing that he's only scanning like three people a day total. (laughs) 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 This man is mostly just filling. Like everybody is a random search at this point. (laughs) Facts. Facts. Big facts. Shit. Um... Uh, we're gonna take. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We'll just take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black, we are opinionated, and my day drinking is on 11. I love it. Day drinking um, every day. <laughs> Actually, there's no such thing as day drinking now. There's just drinking. You can drink any time drinking. of day with no repercussion right now. Exactly. You're just, you're just drinking because whenever, and nobody's going to judge you. Um... It is time for white people must be stopped. That's good. Okay, so white people must be stopped. I don't have an official like story per se, but I did want to briefly talk about these these snowflake white people protesting. <laughs> protesting the social distancing restrictions. Uh Tristan told me they are being recalled they are being referred to as the Flu Klux Klan. Wow. 
which is the most amazing shit I've ever heard. Flu Klux Klan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> um, so honestly, I feel like all the protesting, the social distancing restrictions. I feel like this. I feel like social distancing is about to go up. <clears throat> Because the minute snowflake white people start protesting it, that means everybody else is going to be in favor of it. Yep. And um, I will be increasing my distance from people when this shit goes down. Agreed. I ain't been nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. And as a matter of fact, uh, now that I have discovered Instacart, I will be making way less trips. It's about to be a wrap for you. It is a wrap. It, it, it really is. Watch your money um, disappear. The only, the only, the only thing, the only complaint I have is that Instacart, you have to, you have to be very specific about your substitutions. Mm-hmm. Because letting the Instacart people think for themselves is not the way. Nope. I asked for, you know, Kroger. They have the little packs of like celery and carrots mm-hmm. that are already chopped. I asked for two little packs of those. What they brought me, what I found at my door, <laughs> were two big bags of just huge celery stalks. <laughs> my God, this is this is the equivalent of me requesting milk and them just bringing me a fucking cow. I have yeah. never seen shit like this before. Yeah. So yeah, Instacart is cool um, if you don't allow them to think for themselves. You got what you wanted. I just select no substitutions of most of my shit just because, nah, y'all don't think the way I do. I couldn't be that mad. They said they saved me a trip to the store. I was, I'm good with it. Um, I'm about to become a hermit. <laughs> hey, man, um, you'll literally see- only be able What's that? One day I'll sit down and tell you all about it. <laughs> they will literally only be able to find me playing Call of Duty. Damn. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think I just white people are, and white people are just ridiculous. And not only that, they're late to the punch. We're like two months into this social distancing shit. It took the government one month to get started. Mm-hmm. It took another month to get the social distancing restrictions right. Yep. And now y'all mad? You know. Y'all just bold. Being told what to do by the government. Um, restricted freedom of movement. Um, being denied basic civil liberties. Damn. Welcome to being black. Hey. I hope you survive the experience. I mean, they will. They will. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I mean, this—it's all going to stop right at them getting shot. I just want to see the Venn diagram of people who are protesting now and who uh, were against Kaepernick when he was protesting. Um, oh, that's a circle. Yeah, it's it's a it's a solid circle. That's a solid circle. Um, send your racist stories. Send your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters. Uh, music requests, uh, questions for myself, D. Randall, and any of the guests you may hear on this program 
to uh, opinionswhileblack@gmail.com, or you can visit opinionswhileblack.com and just find a portal to any and all ways to get in touch with us on social media, from Instagram to Twitter uh, to Facebook. And we'll be back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast, Pora. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. I have to say, I am drunk. I'm, I'm, I feel much better now than I did at the beginning of this podcast. And it's all due to <laughs> alcohol. Um, let's see. We've got, we've got a listener letter. Oh, hey, hey. We've got a listener letter. This is from uh, Karen Caldwell. Uh, Karen asks, what is a better college coming-of-age storyline? Grownish or a different world? Wow. Um, okay. So I have watched A Different World intimately. Yes. I have watched exactly two episodes, the first two episodes of Grownish. Um, I have to give it to A Different World by a landslide. Hmm. I mean... Well, okay. It makes sense. Grownish. I guess it's just not telling. I I don't know. I don't. I don't like Kenya Barris's content. I've I've only seen some of Grownish, and I just kind of chalked it up to. I guess this is how it is for people in this generation to be in college. But I I, I also think right. a better comparison might be like a different world and. I'm going to hate myself for saying this, like dear white people. I agree. I think, I think, I think both of them give you a good look at some of the issues. I mean, different world obviously covered a whole, it it covered a spectrum of issues and, and, and situations during its run. Uh, But I think dear white people gives you a sense of, again, I, I'm only saying this. I'm, I'm not of that age group. Damn, I sound old. But I feel like it does give you kind of a more up-to-date look into the minds and sensibilities of college-age people now. Um, but I, I, I think a different world, even looking at different world now, to me, a lot of what's in there is, is timeless. It's still relevant today. The technology might be I different, do. but it, it does tackle... It tackles... It tackles issues that don't necessarily hit headlines of the day, um, and it's 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 kind of a timeless show for me, outside of the fashion. Yeah, I no, I agree, and I I just Kane Barris's content just hits differently for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Grownish and Blackish and Black AF. Are all are, are all definitely hitting on more of a sitcom note, and different world, different world. It was a sitcom, yes, but the sitcom aspect of it to me was kind of was kind of a, a side note. Yeah. 
um, as uh, as compared to the social commentary. Yeah. Um, and I I feel like there was just you know of course I agree that dear white people. Uh, shout out to uh, Justin Simeon, uh, Houston, Houston stand up. H Town, H Town. Uh, I also went to elementary school with him. Clearly, um, clearly t- took a bad career choice. I did. <laughs> you took a different um, choice. What's that? You just took a different choice. A different choice. That's true. Okay. Um, like with dear white people, I agree. There's just more meat on that bone. Um. I don't get a lot of uh, uh, Gronish is is more looking for uh is is more looking for I, I don't want to say fluff but it's definitely keeping it light. Mm-hmm. Different world did not shy on going there. It did not. Um, even when even when Bill Cosby decided that Lisa Bonet Lisa Bonet had to get the fuck up out of there. Um. Uh, but that's another show. That's a whole other show. Um, unrelated, but yeah, related. Unrelated, what's that? Unrelated, but related. Yes. Um, I'm going to ask you a listener. So, I'm going to ask you a listener letter from myself. Okay, do it. Lisa Bonet, Zoe Kravitz. Oh man, has there ever been another mother-daughter combination that you can think of? where it would be socially acceptable for you to be into both of them at the same time. No. 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 Uh, well, okay. So, maybe one. I grew up I grew up thinking Goldie Hawn was, was, was hot. Mm. And I definitely think Kate Hudson is hot. I think that might count. Were they hot at the same time, though? No. Nah. Mm. Nah. There you have it, listeners. Nah. Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoe and Zoe and Lisa. That's a weird one because you know Zoe, uh, Lisa Bonet is still fine, mm. and growing up be having a crush on her now, and now having a crush on her daughter, who is of age, so it's not that weird. It's not weird, yo. It's not. Uh, but. Yes, it, it 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 is it is strange when you say it, but when you think about it, the it, the age difference is so bad that it's because I'm I'm Zoe Kravitz is closer to my age than uh than Lisa than I thought at first. Oh, so yeah, I'm right in the middle, I think. Um, and with that, it's time for the top three STFUs. Yes, yes. Who are the three people in America that need to shut? The fuck up. Number three, Larsa Pippen. Yeah, Scotty Pippen, Scotty Pippen's wife. Larsa got to get the fuck up out of here. Literally, nobody sent for her. Nobody. <laughs> Larsa got to get the fuck up out of here. Um. So basically, after the um. The second episode of the of the Michael Jordan documentary, where they were talking about how um, uh, Scotty Pippen was in the dispute uh, with the front office over his contract, over how much he's getting paid, and just to, just to give you an idea, 
of the difference and the disparity there. Scottie Pippen, I believe, I believe they said he made like a hundred ten million uh, in his career. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins' five-year contract is for almost one hundred fifty thousand, uh, one hundred fifty million. Yeah. For five years. Yeah. Scottie Pippen made more in Scottie Pippen made more in NBA salary than Michael Jordan did. Oh, That's course, also true over the course of his career, and this and this specifically stems from the statement that during the time that the Bulls were at their best, and Scotty allowed himself to enter into a less than ideal contract, he was the second best player on the best team in the world, and he was arguably a top five player in the league at the time. Um, but he was the sixth highest paid member of the Bulls, and the one hundred and twenty second highest paid player in the NBA. And he was locked into a shitty contract during his tenure with the Bulls. Which caused him to, which my, my favorite part of the documentary was the fact that he was so unhappy with his contract. The GM would be on the bus with them and he, and he was just very openly telling the GM to suck a dick. Yep. Suck, um, suck my dick, Jerry. <laughs> um. So... Larsa Pippen goes on Twitter and posts his his net worth throughout his time playing for the NBA and was like, oh, thanks for the concern, y'all. We're good. First of all, we? who the fuck is we? We? How many championship rings she got? <laughs> Besides the wedding ring, obviously. And uh, let me and let me just say, this is not about her. Being a wife and her, this is not about her whether or not she played those games. This is about the fact that she wants there to be a we when Larsa Pippen has very publicly cheated on Scotty with Future. Very publicly. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, currently unemployed Oz, if you cheat on me with Future and I take you back, there is never a we again. <laughs> If you cheat on me with future, that's the only time I get to say shut up in the relationship. For me, when you tell your significant other to shut up in the relationship, that's the highest, that's that's the that's when you just lost all respect for that person. She said, We are good. That's amazing. Like, like she would have got on my Twitter and been like, We're good, and I would have replied right under that, shut up. And then I would look for her jersey in the rafters. Exactly. Nah, she got to go somewhere with this. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Larsa Pippen, that wasn't your moment. We don't need to hear from you. Um, unless you are changing your name to Larsa Future, kindly shut the fuck up. Kindly. And even then, even after you change your name to Larsa Future, um, still shut the fuck up. Number two. Number two person who should shut the fuck up is Van Jones. Man, I wrote him off a while ago. <laughs> Van Jones is a king dummy. Uh, Van Jones has, has added himself to the do it for Big Mama narrative. 
where now we have to single black people out for catching COVID. And we have to have black people meetings about black people catching COVID and shit. Um, where people have to step up their responsibility and have to step up taking personal responsibility to make better health choices as to not catch COVID and all this shit. Um, listen, here's the problem. And now, 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 before now, D. Randall's ready to cook. Let me <laughs> let let me just say to his credit, he did outline some of the reasons that um, black people are susceptible. Some of the some of the reasons that are that stem out of white supremacy that black people are susceptible to catching and dying from COVID um, disproportionately for white people, but you can't you can't outline that and then turn around and put the onus on us to fix the problem. So on the one hand. I can understand where you're coming from if if you're saying that, you know, I basically want to look out for my own. I want to make sure that my people are good. I want to make sure that, you know, me as a black man, I'm speaking to help black people. So, you know, everybody else, y'all kind of figure it out. But this is Van Jones. This is Van Jones who who said three years ago, and for the first time, Trump looked presidential. Nah, I don't fuck with you. So... I'm going to take everything that you say in the context that I want to take it in. Um, <laughs> when, okay, what we have to stop doing, um, we're, we're very well aware that black people historically have had, you know, probably not the best in terms of dietary choices. Um, again, a lot of it is institutional. A lot of it is whatever you, you know, whatever you want to say that it is. The thing is, though, we, we have to stop saying, <clears throat> we have to stop singling. When we're talking about a, a worldwide, we're talking about a global pandemic, we have to stop singling out black people and black misery and things like that. Yes, we're dying at a disproportionate rate, but let's stop convoluting certain things as black issues. Um, there is not a problem with black dietary choices. There's a problem with American dietary choices. Um, America itself has a health issue. So it's the country with the most morbidly obese people and the most diet caused um, illnesses in the world. It's not just black folks. It's everybody. So Van Jones needs to stop. Like y'all, y'all got to stop with that. With that nuanced talk about y'all got to watch out for big mom and them. When you're trying to show off in front of white folks, because that's what Van Jones is trying to do. He's trying to show off in front of white folks and to let them know that, hey, I, you know, I know how to talk to him. I'm going to tell him what time it is, player. Nah, shut the fuck up, dude. I ain't got time to hear that shit. Um, <laughs> I really don't. And, and and I'm just I'm just like, let us let us do what we're going to do, man. Like, we already know what we got Um, as as we, we do need to make better dietary choices as people we need to make better health related choices but you're not about to sit here and point the finger at me and saying that i'm the reason why all this shit is happening um exactly i'm not i'm i don't work out but i don't work out five days a week 
and eat salad every day just to hear you condescend to me about uh, about doing it for Big Mama. I'm I'm not doing that. That's that that ain't right. And I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you what's what's worse is that even even if you take out the dietary choices, even if you take out um even if you get off the personal even even if you co-sign the personal responsibility talk, at the end of the day, the fact remains that more people that that more healthy white people that more healthy black people, excuse me, more healthy black people are dying from corona than healthy black people than, than healthy white people. And more sick more sick uh white people more sick black people are dying from corona than there are sick white people. So after you condescend to everybody about being healthy and we're still dying disproportionately, then what? Bing bing. It's almost as if gee whiz, it's systemic. But y'all ain't ready to talk about that. Not ready to talk about it at all when I know people who are just trying to get to the doctor for a checkup because they might have something and uh, they can't. But, you know, um, the rich white folks down the street can get a private consult anytime they need to and, and get tested and, and all that other shit. Like, it's just so short sighted when you don't look at all the reasons behind why shit happens the way that it does. Or let's talk about the inherent racism that goes on uh, in these spaces in the medical sector where you go to a doctor and they've already, and they've already made their decisions uh, about uh, how you, about how different your body works from a white person's body and made the wrong examination and then a few days later, you end up dead because the doctor didn't really take a look at you. That's happening now. And that's, and Van Jones knows better. But does he? Does he? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. I want to believe that Van. I want to believe that Van Jones is smart and that he and that he wants the best for his community and is going about it the wrong way. But he's not giving me a lot to work. With. Well, good luck on that. I don't fuck with him. He 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 actually he actually just needs to sit out for the rest of like whatever time Trump is in office. He just needs to sit out for the rest of it. Just kind of chill. He needs to take a break. Yeah, take a break. Do like Killer Mike did. Yeah, we told Killer Mike to take a break. Killer Mike took a break and came back with trigger warning. And then took another break. <laughs> and then took another break. Um. We did get Run the Jewels three out of them, though. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. But yeah, Van Jones, um, shine your head, shine, uh, shine your forehead, and shut the fuck up. Damn. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of him. I'm sick of, and, and I'm sick of the the level of condescension. As a matter of fact, where are the Doctor Sebi name? Suddenly, suddenly we're so bad with health. Where are all the Dr. Sebi niggas to speak up for themselves? For that. Five minutes ago, y'all were rubbing Pico de Gallo on your balls to, to cure AIDS. Now y'all know where to be found once he starts condescending to you, condescending to black people. 
for that, you're going to have to find um, um, Nick um, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Um, only he has the answers. Only he has the answers. Underneath that fucking turban. Uh, um, and the number and the number one person who should shut the fuck up. Not looking forward to this. <sighs> I really tried not to give him the award this week, but damn it, he earned it. The winner is Donald Joseph Trump. This, this uh, asshole. This asshole went on national television. International. International. Come on. International television. Where people could hear him and told people to ingest or inject Clorox or Lysol disinfectant. Only in America can our leader can our leader take drink bleach, which is an insult, and turn it into medical advice. And wondered This is and it, 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 it was that and, and wondered aloud if by injecting or ingesting a disinfectant, if that would help kill coronavirus. Like, and the thing is, it's not even the dumbest thing that Donald Trump has ever said. He said much dumber. It's the response to it that people are getting so desperate and getting so stir-crazy from all the quarantining that they actually tried it and died. The Poison Control Center has seen the highest uptick in calls that it has in years since that announcement was made. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Niggas out here drinking bleach, man. <laughs> like, that's natural selection at its finest. Oh, Darwin is laughing in the grave. Like, and 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 you know what? Somebody, I think somebody during during the election said that um, Trump could shoot somebody in broad daylight and still be guaranteed at least forty five percent of the vote. Trump said that. Trump said that. Okay. Trump said that. He said he could he could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Street and still win. He said that himself. That's probably I, that's probably the one truthful thing he's ever said. I was gonna say that seems a lot more true now. Cause this is insane. Like, and again, I keep highlighting this man. And you know, before before the Corona era, I made a consorted effort to never, to almost never bring up Donald Trump uh, because it was low hanging fruit. But now it's hanging so low it's unavoidable. That's just dragging on the ground now. It's on the ground. And the, and this has to be highlighted because as much as I hate him, as evil as a human being as I think he is, as a matter of fact, I just saw some breaking news um, that in the next few days we're going to be seeing this making the rounds um, about uh, Trump and the uh, 
and the whole COVID era and the and the and the COVID issue is that I'm and I I want to get this tweet. I'm I'm looking for the tweet. I want to get this right. This is from Seth Abrams Abramson. A picture is emerging across ten major media investigative reports of the COVID nineteen break outbreak in the U.S. as a bribery scandal in which Trump looked the other way on intel about the virus in November in order to placate Chinese lenders and get political dirt on Joe Biden. So, until this point, I have always dismissed Donald Joseph Trump as stupid, as self-absorbed, as senile. I can now add evil to the list. Oh, it wasn't on there before? No. Oh. No. Okay. Because because evil evil requires a level <clears throat> excuse me. Evil requires a level of intelligence that I didn't find Donald Trump capable of. He doesn't. I mean, he has people around him that takes care of that part for him. That's true, too. That's true. And it would... Hopefully, this scandal is enough between that and the fact that the staff, that his staff really wants him to stop uh, these briefings altogether because they're not helping his image at all. Um, They're going to start hiding the briefings from him. They're going to start hiding it. They're, they're going to start getting people in the mail room. Because yeah. they're probably wearing suits anyway. They're going to get people in the mail room to just fill up uh, fill up another conference room, yep. hand them cameras and microphones, and just <laughs> let Trump talk to them for 20 minutes. <laughs> He's distracted. Let's go. Hey, can I borrow you for about 15 to 20 minutes? I just need, to look, need you to look at this one paper for me real quick. 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, it's gone. Go, 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 go. Trump's going to be signing a bill for the mailroom people to be essential workers, and he's not going to understand why. <laughs> Everybody, he's like, man, this is a whole different different set of reporters here. I like these guys; they don't say anything. That's because they work in the mailroom. You know, you know, silly shit. Trump said. Trump said that he had that he had been in touch with hundreds of with hundreds of thousands of governors. Really. That's a we lot. only got fifty plus states. <laughs> we only got fifty plus states. Who you been talking to? Of thousands of governors. that might be a slight exaggeration. This asshole. He, he doesn't even know what time it is. I don't know how he makes it out of his front door. Somebody has to show him where it is. <laughs> oh yes, Donald Joseph Trump. Adjust your wig and shut the fuck up. My goodness. It's ridiculous. It's I, Every time I have hope for this getting better, it's just not. And it, and and the only reason he's talking this much shit is because he, he found out that, that that drug he was backing that he wanted everybody to take, it turns out not, not only does it not work, side effects are terrible. And it actually makes things worse. Yeah, kills people. I know what happened. He bought stock in that shit. 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it was discovered that he does have some type of financial interest in that. Um, whatever it's called, hydroquatrochlorine or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And he has some type of uh, financial interest in it. I can't remember specifically. But he has to. But since when do you need sources these days? Facts, sources. That shit is minor. <laughs> um, D-Ramble, have we done a podcast? We have, and we actually have another five-star rating. And, hey! And we actually have uh, another comment. This one is Let's from go. this one is from Oh Brandy. She writes, "Wow, these guys are hilarious, and the way that they give realistic and unpretentious commentary on issues of culture is spectacular. This is gold." Hey, shout out to Brandy. I love it. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you for that comment. Thank you for your rating. Um. I actually just, we have a member of Team Oz that has pledged to listen to every episode to catch up. Damn. Starting from episode one. Woo. I think they're on like episode like 13 or 14 or something. But okay. They're on the way. <laughs> they're pacing themselves. Let's see. They're pacing themselves, but they're getting there. Hopefully, hopefully they get there before the 100th. Yes. Uh, we are still trying to see what this uh, social distancing thing is going to do. Hopefully, uh, we are not still social distancing in a hundred episodes. It, it, by the time a hundred rolls around, fifteen more weeks, ten more weeks. I don't. I don't think this is going to go on for ten more weeks. Yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with more foolishness and fuckery. Thank you so much, Team Oz, for sticking with us through this time. We all need each other. Uh, we're going to be there for you as as often as humanly possible, as often as we can, uh, because entertainment and laughter make the world go round. Yep. Um, we'll be back next week. Until then, this has been episode 85 yep. of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. As always, forever, in parting, tennis. <laughs>